Welcome to Changing the Rules, a weekly podcast about people who are living their best lives and advice on how you can achieve that too. Join us with your lively host, Ray Lowe, better known as the luckiest guy in the world. It's gonna have to be a different man. Welcome, everybody, and uh, we're here with a couple of the luckiest people in the world today on our podcast, Changing the Rules. And the luckiest people in the world are those people who redesign their own lives and live them under their own terms. And, And you know, if you take control of your life and you redesign it the way you want it to be, how can you be unhappy? Okay, so we have two of them here today, and we're going to talk to them in a little different uh, way than we usually do. Uh, We have in the past talked to coaches who have come on our show and talked a little bit about how they help people and some of the techniques that they use. And we've had a lot of the luckiest people in the world that come on and talk about the journey that they've been through and how they've been getting more and more successful. And what we decided to do this year a couple of times is to combine the two because I think you're going to see today after you're done listening that having a coach combined with somebody who really wants to move ahead. And this is not somebody who's unsuccessful. These are people who are very, very successful and aren't satisfied. They still want more. And I think you're going to find how that coach and that relationship that they have is really incredible. So uh, we have today, we have Ange Honorado. And Ange has been on our show before, not too long ago. And she is a great coach. And uh, you can go back through our archives and you can find the original podcast that we did. Uh, but uh, I actually met Ange when I was on somebody else's radio show. And she was a co-host there. And so she beat me to the end. Interview, but I got her now. Okay. So, Ange, uh, why don't you take a couple of minutes and talk a little bit about uh, your business life, what you do, how you help people. And, and before I let you loose here, I'm, I'm going to mention two things. Uh, on your website, you have Reset and Reboot. And on your website, you have Reimagine and Reinvent. And then you have the queen of reinvention. That's (laughs) ominous. Okay, so tell us a little bit about who you are, and then you can introduce uh, your friend and client, Rachel, and uh, somebody you're helping, and how you're working together to uh, change the world. Absolutely. Well, Ray, thank you so much for, A, that introduction, and also for your generous offer to come back on the show. And uh, I think, you know, when you and I first met on on my podcast, there was an instant connection there. I was very excited about the work that you're doing. And then in our first podcast together, we were able to just begin that process of touching upon, um, you know, how do I help people reimagine and reinvent? What does that look like? Um, And then in our first time together, I talked about uh, methods and mechanisms to tap into your inner child and really starting the process of inner child work. And today, in a minute here, I'm going to, as I said, introduce my client and my friend Rachel and how we work together. Um, but I wanted just to, to kind of point out and remind listeners or give a refresh that to your point about what do I mean by reinvention or reimagining your life, I think there is a 
misnomer a lot where people think about other people or think about themselves that, you know, I don't need help. I don't need coaching. I don't need therapy. If they think that other areas of their lives are sort of humming along. Right. And I think in our Western culture, we tend to think of getting and asking and receiving help and support is only something that we do if we're in a very acute situation. And my life and work has been around both starting with my own inner work that I've been doing for the last 30 years. Uh, You know, I've been in recovery for an eating disorder, which we talked about before, how that led me down the path of becoming, uh, you know, trained and becoming a clinical therapist. And then really marrying that in the, with the business and the corporate work that I do. So that's how led me to be connected with Rachel. Um, you know, I've spent 30 years in this space as well, but Rachel is also uh, a member of a global management and uh, executive search consultancy firm. Um, she is a top producer. Um, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her story, but um, we were networked together both from a professional as well as kind of a personal level. Uh, to join forces and the idea being that maybe I could provide some coaching and some mentoring, but I like to refer to it as we talked offline is I like to kind of be the banks to people's river, right? I like to let people are flowing and their life is flowing, but sometimes they just need to be put back on course a little bit and they just need some guidance. And so that's kind of the terms of how uh, Rachel and I first came together. And what we started addressing some areas in her work life that she felt maybe a little stuck or that she could develop an upskill in through that process, which I wasn't surprised. And she's been very brave and very vulnerable and very courageous to allow me to guide her into some processing processes using my favorite modality, which is IFS internal family systems, um, which is a way to look at the different internal parts of a person and be able to open them up, bring them to the forefront, heal them, integrate them, and then move on from them. And that's a big differentiator, I think, between that and traditional therapy. So I wanted to thank uh, Rachel for joining me today. And um, Rachel, why don't you let everybody know, you know, from your perspective, kind of your story, um, what it's been like working together and what, if any, sort of impactful areas or transformations have you been able to see in in your life at Epic to this point? Sure. Uh, hello, Ange and Ray. I um, am happy to be here today. So basically, um, I was brought to Ange after I've been in recruiting for 17 years and have worked for an, a private national firm with 100 offices where my company, where my particular office was number one in the country for three years. I moved on to a publicly traded company as a corporate recruiter. I moved to two small boutique recruiting firms and was the top performing recruiter at both of those firms. And now I'm with uh, a global retained executive search firm that's a top 10 firm in the world. My office is number one in North America out of 20, and we're number three in the world out of 75. And so I've been able to be successful and be on high-performing teams. Um, Fortunately, in my recruiting career, and my, my career has always gone well, and it's always gone on a northern trajectory, I'm grateful to say, and Um, work has been a strength of mine, um, historically, but my personal life took a detour about eight years ago. Um, unfortunately I had to divorce a husband who was an alcoholic and I had, um, a young child with him and had to leave him. And so that was probably the greatest challenge I've ever faced and historically have faced. And, um, he has struggled since then with 
um, in and out of hospitals and rehabs and jobs. And so I've had to really survive and have been in survival mode with my one child and just work to work and work and work to, to make money and also to distract myself from what's going on in my personal life. Um, I should have gone to therapy years ago. I never stopped to do that. And I never stopped to really take care of myself because I've just been trying to, to survive and provide for my son and, and stay afloat and stay stable. But um, it wasn't working. And I technically had a bit of a breakdown when I met Ange for the first time last year um, at a retreat that was coordinated by my managing director to really meet with someone who could um, bring me to a higher level from a recruiting perspective and mentor me, but also Ange really saw more that, than work mentoring I needed. She said, you know, I really needed to work on my personal self. And so she got into more personal therapy, helping me to see my inner child, helping me to see parts of me that I've just buried for years that were, had made me feel happy in the past, but I had no longer connected to because I'd just been in survival mode for so long. And Ange used her IFS modality therapy to, to really bring things out in the past year that I had had lost in myself. And so it's just been a tremendous impact in in my life over the past year. It's been an unbelievable growth year, thanks to Ange and the awakening she's brought in me um, over certain compartments. Again, just past, past happiness, again, that's been brought to the forefront. It's reconnected me to people in life that I should have been connected to for many years that I had lost touch with. There's things that have just, um, she's really just shed some unbelievable awareness on. So her, her impact in my life and this introduction to Ange has been tremendously, um, tremendously game changing. So that would be the summary at this moment. (laughs) Let me interrupt for a minute because you said something that's just so important. You never took the time to take care of yourself. And, you know, I, yep. I see this all the time. You know, people, they, they put on a good front. They're, they're strong. They perform for everybody else but themselves. Yep. So, yep. Ange, take it away. No, I, I think it's a, it's a really wonderful summary. And, and as I mentioned, you know, this, the working with a client is, is absolutely a two-way street, right? If, if someone's not going to be willing to be vulnerable and courageous to be opened up, you know, to be broken open, you know, as Rachel mentioned, um, you know, I think Brene Brown talks about vulnerability, right? I think she helped to bring that word to the forefront and to everyday vernacular for people. And I think, again, in the West, we strive on this idea that if we're strong and we're put together and we're always you know, surviving and we're up leveling and we're plowing through, then that is sort of the Western culture definition of success. And I think what I now have, you know, I fell victim to that myself. That's why I had that perfectionism mode so early in my life. And that really has affected me to do what I'm doing today. And so I think one of the, um, the best parts about working with someone like Rachel is, you know, she really did approach our time together as, um, being kind of wild west, it was something she wasn't very uh, attuned to. She wasn't in the practice of taking those moments um, for herself. And I think one of the things that is very common is that people do get stuck in that sandwich life of work, family, child raising, uh, helping elderly parents. It's very easy for us to get lost in ourselves. And I always like to say that, you know, my mentor always have said that adults are deteriorated children and we need to go back. We need to go back and 
reparent ourselves and heal those wounds. And in doing that, um, I think that's where a lot of the, the breakthroughs, the transformations, and a lot of the, the healing that then can be placed in, you know, and seen in different areas. So, Rachel, if you don't mind, I would love to, and obviously we don't have to get specific into, into some of the outcomes of that, but would love maybe to get a little bit of your perspective in terms of in some of the sessions that, you know, even just a few sessions, I feel like you made some really big leaps. So if you want to share at all, any of that, we've talked offline about how some of that experience was for you. And maybe that will give some of the listeners an idea of what is mm-hmm. IFS? How does it work? What is the relationship between you and I? It's not a diagnostic type of thing. We're not labeling what's wrong with you, but maybe you can give your perspective on what that looks like for you. Sure. So um, again, I had never been to therapy um, ever. And so I was just hadn't a lot of that for myself. I didn't have time again, didn't have, didn't want to spend the money on something like that when I thought I could just power through. So what Ange would do with me in sessions is just really kind of have me breathe and just stop what I've been doing. And I'm always just doing a million, going a million miles a minute. Um, and so she would really just kind of have me power down and connect to myself with through breathing and deep breathing and would ask me a question and it would lead to another question. And she would kind of have me close my eyes, take me down a path of some sort of, you know, I'm going to a train station. I've got a bag. Who do I see? There's just very different scenarios. She would kind of walk me through mentally and it would take me into these journeys um, where I would see a person I knew or myself and myself as a young child or my certain colors she would want to talk through or certain numbers, letters that she would want me to focus on. How do I feel internally? What part of my body hurts? Where could pain, where is pain right now? Do you feel anything tingling? She would just go down these different paths and different trajectories to, to really conjure up feelings or certain, just certain visions. And um, the first kind of breakthrough was she took me down a path that led me to a, um, a sentiment of feeling um, a connection to the word, to the letter C and to the color blue. And then she took me down some more questioning that got me to my high school locker room. Um, and I was an athlete, played lacrosse and basketball in high school and played college lacrosse as well, but got me back to a place where I was really happy. I was really happy in high school. I love my high school. My high school colors are blue and white. My college colors were blue and white. And it was just back to a time where things were very simple. And I just realized I needed to connect to my high school more after that. I just realized there were so many things about that foundation and the alumni network that's local to my hometown that I needed to reconnect with because it did make me so happy to think I was in my locker room again or just having that that um, moment of reconnection. And, and I have been doing my best to reconnect to my high school since that session. Um, and it has made me so much happier. I brought a lot of unbelievable friends back to the forefront that were wonderful friends that were foundational friends in my life. Um, and then the second, uh, another major connection point she made for me was, um, leading me to see myself as a three-year-old. And I was in a hotel in St. Petersburg where my family used to vacation. I hadn't been there in 30 years. And she helped me to realize there was just, again, a simplicity d- during that time a young child I've long forgotten, happiness I've long forgotten, um, and then I really need to reconnect with some of my things that have made me happy 
in youth and just, again, a more simple time. So I'm planning a trip to St. Pete at some point. I've got four friends who've moved there bizarrely in the last year of all places. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. This one random resort in St. Pete where we used to go is apparently calling to me. I need to go take a trip, change things up. But there's just unbelievable, um, again, just awareness she's brought out in other ways. Those are just the two biggest examples that were just kind of shocking to me. Um, but were really, I, I just, it, it was clear to me, I've got to take a vacation. It's clear to me, um, I need to see some old friends. Yeah. Can I interrupt for a minute? Okay. Uh, actually, I'm mm-hmm. going to interrupt whether you like it or not. So there. I, I, I think mm-hmm. that's so important. So here you were successful from the standpoint of making money about uh, what you did in your company, but you weren't happy. And this going back to happiness is incredible. So, uh, Ange, how important is that in how you coach people and what you do? You know, I, I think that's a great point. I think it's the most important piece, right? Because, um, you know, put it in, in these terms, right? If, if we're thinking about um, modern day, we're adults, think about it in, in, a, in a professional sense. If you have a manufacturing line and you're making a widget, right, and there's a problem somewhere and the widget comes out and it's not high quality or it's, it's, it's defective, right? We have to go back down that assembly line and figure out where along that line did something go wrong. And it doesn't mean the whole line is wrong. It doesn't mean the whole manufacturing plant is wrong or the product line is wrong. It just means there's something wrong at some point along the way. And we need to fix that. We need to tweak it. We need to open that up. And so I look at that as the channel that any of my clients are in, right, is they're already perfect. They're already successful, particularly in Rachel's case, right? We're all a perfect being. We're in our essence. But it's going back and finding, going back to the beginning sometimes where before our lives were tainted experientially or societally or, you know, just based on things that happened to us, going back to where did we start from a place of pure joy and stability and comfort, if that existed, some children didn't have that. So then maybe we have to go further back and we go back into lineage and ancestry, and that's a whole nother show. But understanding that there's a connection with our inherited piece, then experientially what happens. So having working, you know, finding a good coach that can use a variety of different modalities doesn't have to be what I prefer, but it's working with someone to go back and just find those areas that are blocked, that are kinked, that need to be reparented in some of the work that we do. It's, it's literally going back as the adult version of yourself and just cradling and hugging your, your inner self, your child self. And in that moment, in that one question, you can truly heal that one wound, right? Not all of them, but you can heal that one piece. It's that one piece on the assembly line so that as we keep doing that, that channel, AKA that manufacturing line gets clearer and clearer and at the end, end of the day, you know, we continue to, to do that work. So I think it's the most critical part is, is tapping in, is doing the inner work. And, and the process of what Daly described, the way in which each of us get there could be very different. Each wound can be very different. It might be a sound. It might be a color. It might be a memory. It might be a smell. It might be an event. We don't know. But we have to go into it both from the coach's perspective, my perspective. I've got to go in with a level of curiosity, and I just have to go and be in flow with what Rachel might be putting out there. What energy am I picking up from her? What is she answering? And then just be a guide. In my mind, 
And we shared this before, you know, I've got a degree in a master's degree in clinical therapy and addictions counseling. And this approach was not even in my textbooks. It wasn't in my clinicals, right? We're taught as clinical therapists to find a diagnosis, to create a prognosis, to give it a name, a code. What this approach does is just meet a person where they are and help them utilize their own self-leadership to go through that and find where is the wound and how do we heal that. Okay, what I'm gathering from this is a lot of the work that the two of you have been doing isn't so much the business stuff as it is getting back into your life and going back to where you were happy and trying to recreate this happiness and taking the time for you. Am, am I correct there? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. She's, she's pulled out two happy, happy times for me, and I realize that they are. Unfortunately, we're near the end of our time over here. So, so uh, Ange, why don't you take a minute and sum up, and then we'll let Rachel do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just, again, I appreciate your time uh, for this forum and platform to hopefully get the message out to other people. I want to personally thank, you know, Rachel, not just for your time today, but for all of your time and your, you know, your just your willingness to do this work with me. And uh, if anyone would like any further information, please reach out to angeonorado.com. It's pretty simple. Love to connect with you and, and see how I might be able to be of, of assistance. And, and thank you very much, Ray, as well. Okay. And uh, Rachel, do you have any comments, final comments? Sure. Um, so there's certain people that are put on your path for a reason. And Ange was just a huge gift this year for me. I don't know why I deserved it, but she was a unbelievable gift in my life and has helped me change the way I think going forward to be a better mother and to help my, my son, but also to be a better, a better employee, a better friend. She's just been, um, she's really opened up some, some things about myself that I just would never have been aware of or stopped to think through to get to know again. And so I'm very, very grateful to have been connected to someone like Ange. Well, thanks to both of you for joining us on Changing the Rules. And uh, Ellen, uh, why don't you sign us off, please? Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules. Join us next week for more conversation, our special guest, and to hear more from the luckiest guy in the world. It's going to have to be a different man. I may change me.